you just tuned into the hippest way to start and grow your indie author career, learn the ins, the outs, and all the all-arounds of self-publishing with the team from D2D and their industry-influencing guests. You're listening to Self-Publishing Insiders with Draft2Digital. We're live! Hi, everybody. <laughs> Stop reading, Mark. We're live. Welcome to another rousing, <laughs> rousing edition of Self-Publishing Insiders, where today we are thrilled to welcome Shell Honecker. Welcome, Shell. Hey, guys. Thank you. So glad to be here. Oh, it's our honor to have you here. And of course, we've got some other guy. Uh, what's your name again? Uh, I'm, I'm Mark. I'm, I'm a big fan of Shell Honecker. I just wanted to be here in chat. <laughs> <laughs> So for the uninitiated, uh, Shell Honecker, she is the publisher of Indie Author Magazine. And you are now also, in all your copious amounts of spare time, you are now also right? the program manager of the upcoming Author Nation Conference, which debuts in November of 2024. November so 11th through the 15th. Yeah. We just That's got funny. back and we're doing it again. <laughs> right. Yeah. You guys. It's, yeah. It's just the first interview for, for Author Nation. So we have the it is. exclusive uh, at uh, SPI, right? Yep. Right. Yep. All right. You guys, you, go. you guys got the scoop. So ask me anything. Well, we will. Don't trust us. <laughs> that's that's what we do. But I want to take it a step back a little bit and kind of. I want to. I'm really interested in, in how you landed here, Shell. Like I understand you've been teaching and training and speaking and consulting and doing all those types of things. For you're going on up to three decades, if I read in your in your bio. Yeah, I'm old. Uh, yeah, three decades. I started at um, a travel agency way back uh-huh. in the, the late 80s, and I was the one that could fix the printer. And so that sort of started me on my my technology journey. I've always loved technology, and I've always mm-hmm. been real passionate. Then websites and uh, you know, kept teaching and training and speaking and got picked up to go around the world to speak and train. And that was yep. so much fun. And then um, I started to work for magazines, uh, for travel magazines and did a lot oh. of publishing and and uh, produced the, the magazines for a couple of travel agencies and then uh, fell into the lovely world of indie publishing. First, because I had a trad deal to write travel textbooks and travel guides and travel magazines. And I made almost no money doing that. And I thought there's gotta be a better way. So I started looking around. I went to the uh, Smarter Artist Summit in Austin, Texas and met Mm. a bunch of those folks. Super smart, Johnny Truant is just one of my favorite people. He's just brilliant and uh, that, I met Craig Martell and I met Michael Anderley and Honoré Quarter and like dozens of other people that are well-known names in the industry and learned about indie publishing. And then really the catalyst for everything was I went to the 20 books show in Edinburgh and uh, journeyed all the way from Texas to Edinburgh, Scotland and met my co-founder and business partner, Alice Briggs, who also lives in Texas, but we went to uh, Scotland to meet and came back from that and met just some of the most amazing people that have become good friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and together we launched Indie Author Magazine in May of 2021. So we started out sprinting together during the pandemic and then founded the magazine. So that's the very truncated version of how I landed here. 
Yeah, well, selfishly, I love having guests like you on because I'm like, well, I can read all about you as much as I can find on the internet. <laughs> but if I can selfishly bring you in here, then I get to ask all the questions and clear my mind. And now I feel like I finally have that foundation. Like, oh, okay, because I wasn't sure how you made the transition from like your previous day jobs and your training and the education and the consulting that you did over to Indie Author Magazine. And now all the pieces have fallen into place for me. Yeah, it it took a it took an epiphany in Scotland to sort of decide that that's, this is what I wanted to do. This is, and really, I kind yeah. of think it, it goes along with, we don't define India self-published mm-hmm. at the magazine. We define India as the spirit of independence and taking charge of your career. And however that looks, whether you're traditionally published or trad published or self-published or any combination of them, that's what indie author is to us. So it's the magazine is named Indie Author Magazine specifically in the spirit of this industry and how we all sort of define our own journey and define success differently and what we want out of it. So that's kind of um, that was my epiphany in Scotland. And that's mm-hmm. sort of what we've brought into the magazine is our ethos. Yeah. And it seems like it's grown really, really quickly. And we're super on board with the mission of the magazine. Can you talk about how the magazine is arranged and how like what the different sections are? And how sure. it plays into that mission? Yeah. So when we first launched, we we started out um, following the journey of an indie author. So we started our first issue was outlining, for example. And then our next issue was plotting and first drafts and cover design and so on and so on. And so in every issue, you're going to find uh, articles designed to help. Uh, get a working indie author the best information, the best tips, the best tricks, hacks to to get there. So there's really something for everyone. Uh, We try and hit that sweet spot of working indie author and our tagline is when writing means business. So we Mm -hmm. talk a lot about craft. We talk a lot about business. We talk a lot about marketing and advertising. We talk a lot about um, mindset and wellness because we feel like uh, being an indie author requires that you're a holistic author and you're paying attention to getting up from your desk and what is chair yoga and and focusing on your mindset and productivity. So we really do look at every aspect of an author's life and career and try and offer something for everybody in that sweet spot. Love it. Then can I share the, let's see, I want to make sure that everybody knows how to get to the magazine and you were kind enough and generous enough. Did I get the URL right? You did. Yeah. IndieAuthorMagazine.com slash D to D. We would love to give a digital copy of the magazine to everybody. So go there and just do a quick checkout and we will get it to you uh, via our friends at BookFunnel. They deliver all the digital versions of the magazine. And it's so smooth. And I think you guys are going to love, our viewers are going are going to love uh, the content because there's so much content in there. And everything that you read, every single article in there is like, oh, I can learn something from this. I can learn something from that. Yeah. And, and, the current, and the current edition, isn't that the one with um, Kevin Tumlinson? It is. Kevin Tumlinson graced our cover this month. He was, uh, he, he and Nick Thacker sort of had a a battle, uh, like, <laughs> well, why was Nick on the cover first? But Kevin's got such a great story and he's got such an excellent um, attitude about this industry. So we were really pleased to have him on the cover. Yeah, he really month. does. He really yeah. does. And and Mark Lefebvre was on the cover too. He was. He was. <laughs> we, we've, so, so we choose authors, which, which actually kind of segues into this. We choose authors based on their inspirational story or mm-hmm. something that they have to share or some 
some aspect of their journey in indie publishing that um, resonates with other people. So it's not a popularity contest. Um, sure. There are, there's rumors out there that you can bribe me, but it's not true. <laughs> it's really a <laughs> committee decision. We bring oh, in so Nicole Schroeder. I know, right? <laughs> so much for that strategy. I, believe me. No. So we, because the magazine is an editorial and journalistic effort, we have a really strong uh, set of guidelines that we follow to be sure that we're publishing with our our um, whole constituency and our readership in mind. So mm -hmm. we have Nicole Schroeder, who is a journalism major, and I'm convinced is um, some sort of sorceress. She is an amazing editor in chief, and she keeps us on the journalistic side of everything. So if you write for us, which we encourage everybody, if you'd like to write, we have 61 folks that write for us now. It's grown mm -hmm. from 24 to 61. And we, we would love to hear from anybody that wants to write an article for us. Just go to the website and down at the bottom, it says write for us. But she keeps us on the journalistic side of everything. So where I'm a little bit hyperbolic and say, this is the greatest software that's ever been designed. She'll go red line. No, it is software. This is what it does. <laughs> she keeps <laughs> us very much on the straight and narrow. And we appreciate that very much. But we, uh, we come at both the covers and the content with a, the strongest journalistic standards. So even though we do accept advertising and we do have a really strong partner network that's now run by Elaine Bateman, um, uh, that doesn't affect our editorial standards or, the, or what's in the magazine at all. Cool. Yeah, she's a, Nicole's a good writer. I was just reading the letter, um, letter from the editor at, up front and I thought, wow, this, this person can write. It was just super flowy, super sharp. Um, you gotta love that. I love that. And it's funny because, you know, I I will put together a technology article, which is kind of like my primordial ooze. Like, that's what I do. That's why it's so ingrained in who I am as a tech writer. And mm -hmm. then I, I send it off and I'm like, it is so clean. And I get back slashed with red and and she makes me a better writer. So I'm only mad for like two seconds. I just look at it. And kind <laughs> of so mad. But then I, I go, yeah, this is amazing. I can make all these changes. And she makes it so much better. She's an excellent editor. It's amazing what editing can do for any oh, yeah. piece of work. You got to love yeah. your editors, even when you hate I your do. editors. <laughs> it is it is the definition of a love-hate relationship. Yeah, my yeah. question uh, about the, 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 the magazine itself. I mean, it yeah. is absolutely gorgeous, glossy, full color. <gasps> well, I mean, the whole thing. It's not just black and white interior with you know newsprint paper. But this thing yeah. is, this thing has got to, I mean, I I can only imagine the cost of time and energy for the entire team that puts together this great magazine, but the cost to produce this is just phenomenal. I'm, I'm, I'm curious about why you invested so much in it when you probably could have gotten away with a lesser <laughs> product in terms I of the quality of the, of the print and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's uh, twofold. One is a testament to the vision of Alice Briggs, who's the creative director and co-founder. She's, you know, we have a three-legged stool in our exec team. It's it's Nicole, Alice, and myself. And, and it really is Alice's vision to make it so beautiful. And we really felt like the industry deserved some legitimacy. We felt like the industry deserved some recognition. And we wanted it to be, you know, uh, the business journal for the industry. And so we didn't want to go out with something that was less than we did want to go out with something that was beautiful. And we didn't want people to say that, oh, well, you know, here's a, here's a cute little zine, right? It's, mm -hmm. it, it was very much by intent. Um, and we also were able to follow the exact path, if you will, that an indie author 
uh, uses every month because it's a monthly magazine. So we publish every single month. And so we publish um, via print, right? And we also have our digital copy, which is a full color replica of it. We have an iOS app. We have a Google Play app. We have a podcast where we've uh, digitized all of the articles and using our our avatar, Indy Annie's voice to read all of the articles. So we really do have, uh, you know, the most expansive magazine that you could expect to have. We went big. It was go big or go home. And we went big. So well, the last issue I did listen to, not not the one with Kevin on the cover, but the previous issue, the, the future of publishing one, I was on the highway coming back from a conference and I listened to uh, Indie author Annie, the digital voice of Indie author Annie. And, and I quite yeah. enjoyed that was the first time I'd actually listened to it. And that was a really great because I was out of podcasts to listen to. So I went to that one. <laughs> next. It was fantastic. It's an hour long podcast every month, which is just that's I mean, it's huge. And it's not. That. Sometimes we do translate articles in their entirety. For example, we have columnists every month. We have um, Honoré Quarter and we have uh, uh, Steve Higgs and Craig Martell who are generous enough to give us articles every single month. And so we we have the podcast in, in their entirety. Those, those letters, those articles are in their entirety. The others are summations. So they're easy to listen to and you get the gist of it. And then when you're ready for more, you can go back to the app or you can go back to the website or you can go back to the print and you can see and have the resources there. So it's kind of the best of all possible worlds. And I just think Indiana just has such a smooth voice. She's just She's amazing. She's British. Um, and she's uh, yeah. she's our advice giving aunt. Uh, every yes. month she answers a letter from a reader with a uh, tipple in her teacup and a style that she just <laughs> only she can have. And and let me just say, it's not me. People think it's <clears throat> me. It's not me. I don't write Indiana. We we actually have an Indiana and she's behind the scenes and she's hilarious. Hilarious. It's a mystery it. for us to solve. Who it is, is Annie? Mm. You're not going to give that I'm up. Not, I'm not giving that up. You know what? I've only successfully kept three secrets in my whole life. One was the name of the Author Nation conference before it was announced at the 20 Books conference. One was the gender of my granddaughter because I was the keeper of the gender reveal secret. And the third is who is Indiana. I can only keep those two. <laughs> Everything else, wow. I'm terrible. I'm terrible at secret keeping. Terrible. I'll tell you a new secret. Right, so noted. You, can, you can then reveal one of those other secrets so that you can okay. just keep three. Okay. All right. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, spit it out, Mark. Put it. No, that wouldn't like... be a secret if we broadcast it. Right. Well, <laughs> How to pronounce my name? You and your rules. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so you answered the question for me earlier about how you kind of met, um, you know, Anderley and and. Um, the whole uh, the whole crew craig and the whole crew but when did you start to know if you can reveal this when did you start to know that okay um 20 books is going to kind of phase out and this new conference is going to take the place of 20 books because and originally in my notes i had written down you know ask about the evolution of the 20 books conference but it's not really an evolution it's like a whole new it's not yeah so maybe we should talk about what 20 books was first because sure. i'm sure that there are going to be a lot of viewers who have no idea what 20 books is or, or or was the conference itself so maybe talk a little bit about the ethos of what 20 books was and what it represented and what it's or what the new conference is becoming yeah so 
I think in its truest form, the 20 Books Vegas conference, which is what we've, Author Nation has taken over, is uh, or was um, the brainchild of Craig Martell. It -hmm. was a labor of love. He carried that up the mountain himself uh, every single year. He put his house on the line to make sure that it was funded. And he created uh, a group of volunteers and committee members that were absolutely so dedicated to him to get it off the ground every single year that by the end of it, he was just exhausted. I mean, it was just, it was, his health was really taking a toll and the stress was really taking a toll. And he did it with just for the love of the industry, right? It was Mm -hmm. his love letter to the industry. And there were those of us that watched him that were just getting really concerned about his health and making sure that he could, you know, continue to, to write books, which is what he wanted to do. And so, um, behind the scenes, there were a lot of different ideas that were floated for him. And I don't know the specifics of all of those, mm-hmm. uh, but I but I do know that Joe Solari and um, Suze, his lovely wife and partner, um, came to him. And, and the deal is now they have taken over the financial contracts that Craig had negotiated for the 24, 25, and 26 uh, Vegas conference. So um, that's sort of the evolution is that it is a new conference. It's not going to be an evolution necessarily. It is a new conference. Now, having said that, um, because the team that's in place has, has sort of worked with Craig and, Mm -hmm. and gone, gone through the fire and the gauntlet with him and seen what's possible in terms of community and in terms of generosity and in terms of all of the good that's come out of it, there are those of us that are going to continue on to work with Joe. And I think you will see a lot of that same generosity of spirit and continuity of care and, you know, the weird stuff that we like, like maybe Hawaiian shirt day and, you know, (laughs) pictures with dad, selfies with Craig's dad, those kinds of things. So I think we get the best of both worlds, right? We get a new conference that is a little more reader centric that kind of outgrew the bootstrapped mentality that Craig's always had. Um, I think, you know, uh, Craig, one of the things that I've always admired about Craig is his level of trust by putting somebody up on the stage. He had to know them and it was by invite only. And now we've sort of outgrown that. And now we have a programming committee where we're doing a call for speakers. And it's not because, you know, we're rejecting what came before. We just recognize that we've outgrown that and now it's time for something new. So I've always said we stand on the shoulders of greatness and and we want to build something that's that still maintains that friendly like I think of 20 books Vegas it's always been a family reunion for me that's where I go every year to just see all the people that I absolutely love in one place that's just the coolest part of it and so I think we're going to continue that but also because Joe is just such a savvy business guy he's going to be able to inject a lot of that so that people come away with really actionable business uh, items that they can come back and, and grow their business. And I think they'll see some more immediacy because we're going to be big on that. We're going to be big on takeaways. Awesome. Yeah. There's just a ton of educational um, presentations and sessions and workshops and networking opportunities um, yeah. at 20 books. So I, I know that just knowing this team that's taken over, knowing that, you know, there's going to be just as many, if not more of those kind of um, presentations and, yeah. and content. Uh, a lot of that. I think, um, you know, so we're going to build it in tracks now. It's going to be a little bit different. So my background also is okay. TED Talks. 
and I'm a TEDx organizer. So uh, I'm, I'm sort of big on the TED ethos of organization. What's your big idea? What's your takeaway? Um, let me see your outline. Make sure that you are adhering to certain standards. We've polished Does that mean your you're going to limit presentations to 18 minutes? <laughs> no, not 18 minutes, but but we will have a we will have an outline for every talk. Sure. We will know what's going to be there. We want to be I sure that's that great. We I think it's going to be great because then people will be able to understand what they can expect by going to a mm -hmm. session. I think sometimes people have come away disappointed because the speaker might have had to um, kind of come back to basics and try and get everybody up to speed in the session, which sort of sure. takes away time from the beginning of a session to make sure everybody knows what is KDP. Well, people, some people are there really to kind of speed through, they've already published 10 or 15 books. They don't need that yeah. information. And because we sort of have labeled them basic, intermediate, and advanced, we've let people kind of self-select where they are and not really given them the tools to more clearly define what that is for themselves. And we mm -hmm. haven't clearly defined what that talk objective should be. And so that's, that's what I kind of bring to it is we're going to have objectives for every one of the talks so that the everybody can understand what they should come away with. Um, then we're also going to break them into different tracks. So we'll have a craft track. We'll have a marketing track. We'll have an advertising track. Uh, we'll have a business and finance track because Joe made me put it in. <laughs> yeah. He's a business guy, finance guy. Uh, we'll have a mindset, wellness, and productivity track. Oh, that's uh, we'll interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, coming back to, you know, what we've seen with the magazine with having a whole author mentality and making sure yep. that people have um, tools to keep going to, uh, to prevent burnout to, yep. uh, you know, look at prosperity, look at manifestation, how they can really incorporate some of those things. Some things may be for them, some things may not be for them. Yep. We're going to try and offer a lot of different opportunities for people about a lot of different things. Um, and then we'll have a production workflow, which will be how do you use draft to digital to publish your book wide, right? We can have those mm -hmm. tracks. Um, we'll have two types of speakers. We'll have invited speakers, which are subject matter experts from the industry. And then we'll also have our industry experts that come and speak and they can do product tours. Uh, the other thing that we're going to do is we're going to focus on technology because that's me. I'm tech girl. And so <laughs> we'll have tech. We'll have a tech cafe where you can go do one on one or one on many like quick training sessions. We're going to set up some of the rooms a little bit differently so that they are classroom style as opposed to theater style. Ah, and you'll be encouraged, okay. in, encouraged to bring your laptop and sit in and learn a little bit more uh, and, and do things hands on. And we'll have folks that can come around and help you get connected to the internet if you need to, right? You'll have some help in the audience that so that you're not kind of left to your own devices. So yeah, and you, we, we, I'm sorry, go we, ahead. We want to, sorry, I was going to say, we just want to make it a little more collaborative so that you can, you know, do something right then and not go back to your room and try and figure it out or fiddle with it. Yeah, and that's the thing about really good conferences is that you come in there and then it's like, wow, there's like this fire hose of information that's, that's yeah. coming at you. And you feel like I, I, I just, I'm just gonna go grab information from everybody's table. And then I'm an introvert, so I'm gonna go up to my room and kind of decompress and read through all this stuff. But I love the collaboration because that's when you learn, when you're actually hands-on and doing this kind of stuff. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you mentioned um, when I visited your table uh, during 20 books that there's gonna be um, kind of a, an updated Wi-Fi experience as well. So there'll be yeah. faster internet. Is that 
there'll be like faster right. internet and and uh we're we're working out the details right now but we want some of the rooms to be hardwired so nice. that you can come in and you'll have fast internet and not have to rely on wi-fi that's down there it's 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 just crucial right so that we can have that more elevated experience for everybody yeah. and we can take away with things the other thing is that um just going back to you know you get overwhelmed and then you go decompress in your room uh, that's true but as a conference organizer that to me is a signal that you're overscheduled that people mm. are getting too much information and uh so i would like to sort of create a little more buffer a little more space for some of our friends that might be neurodivergent or autistic or need a little bit more of a break and get really truly more overwhelmed we don't want them to feel like they're missing out if they have to take a take a break or take a space so we're going to look at how we can more um uh healthily address that so if you do need to get away get away you're not going to miss anything we'll make sure that you've got it when you come back and we're not going to try and over schedule you like every 15 minutes like a you know I, I get i get freaked out by that i can't imagine wow that's trying to show, cram in show all Honaker, ladies and gentlemen <laughs> i've never heard a conference programmer say that before because it's usually like just more 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 if you if you're feeling overwhelmed well that just means it's a good conference like too bad for you just deal with it yeah. kind of I a think, thing. and you're you know, like yeah go ahead I just, I, I mean, this is my opinion. I've been to a lot of conferences and the ones that I got the most out of that I made lasting sustainable change afterwards are the ones where I did have time to sort of stop yeah. and think about what, what I was doing. And I could talk with other people and I could chat with other people and I could network. And I think one of the things that we've talked about a lot is the 20 Books Edinburgh Conference, which we had time before the conference actually started to meet and sprint and talk to other people in our genre. And then when we actually got to the education portion at the end of the week, we were able to uh, have more um, cohesive conversations about it because we'd already gotten yeah. to know each other and we had a network of folks that we could bounce stuff off of. And I think, especially we have such a solo industry sometimes, we all write alone right? We're not sitting across from somebody usually writing. We're usually in our little hidey holes. So <laughs> it is important to have that networking uh, experience built in by design so that people aren't feeling overwhelmed. And programming is one way that we can do that. Um, the obvious networking opportunities are another way we can do it. We also have Nora Phoenix, who's in charge of uh, trust, safety, and professional development. So she's going to make sure that everyone feels safe and included. She's just perfect person for that. Um, so we've put a lot of time and care into that to make sure that as we move forward, and this is a new conference, that we've addressed some of the things that have been, you know, complaints at other conferences, but also just evolution because we're bigger and we have mm -hmm. more, more people that have, that have been able to say more things to us. We're taking feedback right now and we can build that in. I love I love the I love the balance that you're thinking about yeah. not just the energy level neurodivergency different ways different people like to learn and need need some space and time to absorb but even just going back from a speaker's uh, perspective is in the audience it could be somebody who's never published a book before it could be yeah, somebody yeah. who's only published on Amazon it could be somebody who's published a hundred books and so when you're putting together the content you want to make sure people walk away with value. And I hate overwhelming people who aren't ready for the next level stuff. But then when yeah. you when you go too basic for some of the advanced people, they're disappointed. So you end up disappointing everyone as opposed to going, this is a beginner session. If you've never published a book, this is for you. 
or right. you know what I mean? That, that sort of thing. I love that you're approaching that flexibility yeah. and that dynamic nature from so many different angles in order to make sure people can come at the conference no matter where they are in their publishing journey, no matter whether they're indie published, whether they're you know with a traditional publisher, whether they're a little bit of both, uh, they can all come away with value. That is just absolutely, it's, it's, like, it's like you're building an author nation. It is. <laughs> Amazingly, it is an author nation. Uh, the other cool thing is that Joe is really big on technology and I'm really big on technology. So we've been brainstorming a wizard that will guide you through choosing your sessions when we've developed and decided what sessions will be there. Um, so that, you know, you may be really strong and not need a basic cover design, but you mm -hmm. might need a basic editing. So we don't want to pigeonhole you and say, you are a basic track person. You are in this track and you have to stay in this track. We want you to kind of pick and choose your gap learning opportunities so that if you need you know, help with cover design, but you don't need help with ads, right? You can pick and choose which one works for you. So we're creating an interactive wizard that will let you actually pick and choose the right sessions for you. You can go to anyone you want. We're not going to hold you to that. But I think you're going to get the best experience about from the conference by knowing what the objective objectives are for the course or for mm -hmm. the session and then matching, you know, where you are and being able to self-select that way. So we'll create an itinerary for you because we're leaning into the whole travel theme with author nation. We'll have passports, visas. I love <laughs> That's it. really cool. Cruise and innovative. To help you, right? We do. We do. We have cruise directors to help us. <laughs> so great. So, Shell, is it safe to say that with Author Nation, it sounds like there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a melding of the author community with the reader community, um, which is fantastic. Um, yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Is it going to be like sort of a 50-50? Are there going to be sessions for readers? And how are you going to integrate those two communities? Because as a reader, that's pretty exciting. They can get it in is. touch and, and hang out with their, with their favorite authors. Yeah, it is. And I think uh, we'll see kind of an evolution of that as well. So sure. um, for the conference, the schedule is Monday right now will still be our industry vendor day, right? Okay. Where authors, where, where uh, indie authors can come and meet all of their favorite people like draft to digital and indie author magazine and all the others. Uh, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday will be education just as it has been mm -hmm. Thursday night. We're going to start transitioning to a reader event. And so Thursday night we have, fantastic keynote speaker um, but again it is designed to bring readers in it's not sure. it's not a keynote speaker specifically for for indie authors it's for readers it's kevin smith who is a you know those of us that know are like what oh my gosh because <laughs> he is the, he embodies the indie spirit he you know did movies and he's written books and he does have just this this indie spirit about him but readers are going to come for that experience so he's our keynote speaker thursday night and then we transition into rave on friday rave is the readers and vegas event i never get that right but it's rave <laughs> Just go with Rave. And Mandy Stevens Rave. is in charge of that. She's taken over for Terry Wells Brown, who is taking a much needed break, but will still be there. And we are not letting her go in the slightest. But Mandy Stevens is taking over to craft that. I think you'll see more of a um, Comic-Con flavor with that. We're going to recalibrate the rooms a little bit so that certain authors might have signing rooms. And mm. we, we are in talks with some trad authors to come in so that they bring their readers in. So yeah. if, our, if our larger trad authors bring in their readers, they are now introduced to indie authors that they might not have already known about. So we're looking to make it more of an event 
for mm -hmm. the readers on Friday. We have something secret that we're not ready to talk about, but might be cool and fun Come Friday on. night. You and your my, secrets. It's the fourth I, secret. No, you can only I know. Keep That's four secrets. Yeah. It's yeah. it's uh I wish I could talk about it, but it might involve a ballroom. That's all oh. I'm gonna say. We oh, don't have, I think I know a little bit about this. We don't have anything signed yet, so I can't say, but I can say that we might have a pretty cool something um, if we can uh, renegotiate right. some of the space and, and that. But what that will do is it'll give us um, the opportunity to have an entire reader event. And here's the other cool thing. Because we've got, Craig did such a great job of negotiating hotel room mm -hmm. rates at he the really horseshoe. He really did. 99 bucks a night on the strip is like unheard of now. Um, it's 99 for the weeknights and 109 for the for the weekends. Um, we can open up our block rooms to readers to come. So we are not just oh, limited wow. with readers that are in Vegas. We're going to offer packages to readers across the nation that want to come in, have a cheap Vegas weekend and come to a really cool thing uh, with to meet their favorite authors, but, and then and stay, you know, would want to get stuff into those readers hands, right. That little for sure. packages for their hotel rooms when they arrive. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, they could have their own little private signings. They might have readings. We, you know, might have a, you could schedule a brunch with your readers at Vanderpump yeah. or one of the other restaurants that are there. Vanderpump is my favorite now. It's just the greatest. Uh, so there will be opportunities for you to connect with readers. That is one of Joe's main focuses is how can you connect with readers in a more organic, authentic way? And how can you build a fandom in a much that's, more organic, authentic way? That's why we're all here to connect with those readers. Mm -hmm. I want to ask, yep. ask you a question uh, because I'm afraid that there might be some authors who are listening to us. And they might be thinking, well, that all sounds really cool, but you know, I'm just starting. I'm an aspiring author. I haven't published my first book yet. Is this conference for me? Yeah, uh, it absolutely is for you because first you'll get the network. You'll be able to meet all of the vendors on Monday. You can go around and meet uh, anybody that you you can find editors. You can find publishers. Uh, Draft to Digital is there. We've got every cover designer. Uh, hopefully we'll have a booth there next. So you'll be able to meet and talk with all of the different vendors. Uh, and then you can come to the education sessions. And we really are designing it so that you, if you're pre-published, not yet published, mm -hmm. you can come and learn about the best way to publish and the best way to set yourself up for success. So it really will cater to everybody at every aspect of their career. We're not leaving anybody behind. I think that's one of the beautiful things too, is that not just the education, but also the networking. I could oh. not have done anything that I have done without the people that I met in the industry. There's no way I could have done this. It's overwhelming, it's stressful, it's scary. And you know, by meeting the people, you meet your best friends. I say, I get up and I go to work every day and play with my best friends. Like that's my job. My job is to <laughs> play with my best friends all day, every day. It's tough. Like, I have the best job in the world. Um, but, I, but I credit that with the conference, with going to the conference and meeting those people and talking with them every day and sharing. I mean, we kind of trauma bonded over the pandemic, but I, I like <laughs> to think that we, we don't need trauma to find our find our friends. Right. Like <laughs> I had COVID for 10 days. I had it for 12 days. Hey. It was awful. Yeah. It was it and, was really strange, uh, you know, to be, we were sprinting every day, twice a day. And, you know, we had uh, Marion in, in Germany and we had Susan in yeah. Kent and, uh, you know, Tamri in Edinburgh. We were all like, what's going on outside your window? Because none of us could leave the house for a long time. Yeah. So it was kind of cool to make those friends. But I would like to say that you can have that springboard at a conference, which is where we were without the without the trauma bonding after 
of a pandemic. And I just want to underscore that. How about the networking? The networking is is magical. I mean, yeah, you guys put so much work into the programming, and of course, that's all. That's extremely important. You have to do it. Um, it's very worthwhile. Everyone is going to learn a ton from going to those sessions. But the networking is. Like you'll see people on the floor with you'll see a, a New York Times bestselling author, and I've said this before, just sitting on the floor surrounded by four or five, ten, sometimes twenty authors who haven't published their first book yet, and taking all the time needed just to kind of walk them through the industry, what it takes, who to talk to, and that sort of thing. It's amazing. It is amazing. And and I have to say it's also organic because there's also the unofficial mm -hmm. meetups that go on a, a list. So you've got your urban fantasy uh, folks that, you know, go off in a room and chat about that. You've got your nonfiction authors, your children's books authors. Everybody has a little home and they have got a little meetup and we're going to try and facilitate better space allocation for folks so that they have those meetups in those rooms. And it's there's it, there is something really magical about meeting people that are doing the same thing that you do. I This industry, I've said this it's such an anomaly. We are not competition to one another. There's no. no authors that are in competition with each other. People people aren't buying one book, right? The, right. the 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 thing that we're all uh, trying to achieve is a satisfied and happy reader. And the only way to do that is for them to read more than one book. So when you go and you meet people that are doing things, it you're not you don't have to be afraid of sharing a secrets recipe or a secret sauce. Right. That's it's just the most collaborative industry that we could have. I, I've walked through the halls and seen Joe Penn sitting on the floor, you oh, know, totally. writing stuff out for stuff. Like there's no elevation. We're all in this together. It's the coolest, coolest industry you could possibly, possibly join. It's the coolest. It really is. There's no barriers. Everyone's there's so not. open to talking to one another. Yeah. And and I think that's just a testament to, you know, going back to how this industry has fostered one another. We we all you know, we talk about the journey up the mountain and we talk about things, but really what I've seen is people reaching back to grab people to pull up with them and the people reaching forward to be pulled up. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've just seen it's the most generous industry that you can imagine. And it's just, it is an anomaly. I can't explain it any other way, but it's, but it's all of us, right? I, it's not from one person or one conference or one event. It just is how this industry operates. It's just very generous. True, absolutely. I'm gonna bring up a quick question here from Tess. I think we may have covered it, but I wanna make sure. Thanks for the question, Tess. She asks, so the room blocks are bigger um, the days the readers are expected to attend? So I don't know the specifics of that, okay. but I do know that the room blocks, we, we've had wiggle room in the past okay. to, to fill those up. So, and I have, uh, great faith in Joe and his ability to negotiate. <laughs> if we if we suddenly have a, a surge. What I would say is that it really, really will be important that when we open up registration in January, that you get your registration booked and you get, as an indie author, you get your room booked. That way no one's left out. Gotcha. So it will be first come first serve. It's all, it always is. So go ahead and book it. Um, but we do have enough rooms. The other cool thing is, is that because like this last year, we saw there was a lot of Formula One stuff happening, oh, which yeah. was <clears throat> negotiated after Craig locked in all this stuff. So those room rates on the strip were like three, four, five hundred $500 a night in anticipation of Formula One. We're locked in at 109 for that second weekend. And I think that's Grand Prix weekend. So I, I'm guessing the horseshoe's crying a little bit that you know, we have such a good deal. 
And the resort fee is also the most amazing deal. It's only $15 per night for the resort fee, where resort fees on in other places are $59, $69. Bucks. So it's a it's the room block is an amazing deal. I'm I'm thoroughly impressed. I didn't realize that the Grand Prix Formula One stuff is going to stay. It was it's yeah. ongoing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Which, you know, again, that's kind of cool because if they're readers in Chicago, uh, you know, someone might come in because they're a reader and they want to meet their favorite author and their partner or spouse might be an avid Formula One race guy. And he's excited or she's excited because they've got such great seats and such great room rate for Formula One. So it's the best of all possible worlds. Yeah, it's funny. I just talking to the Uber drivers or the taxi drivers, you know, from the going from the airport to the hotel, they're just like boiling in their eyes. Like, yeah, it's still going on. They're so sad. It's so, it's the worst. I mean, I'm automatically like, sorry, dude. I'm like, sorry, sorry. I'm going to make you go like three miles down the road in this traffic. Traffic was pretty bad this year. Yeah. They might be rolling their eyes, but they, they so appreciate all of us coming in there. They do. They're really, really great about that too. And the hotel is really easy to work with. We've been really happy with, everything that they've got. And and I think it's kind of cool now that we have all these tips for sharing, you know, how to maximize your experience, how to save a little money, go downstairs and get that souvenir cup at $6.99, but it's buck refills all week. Like those are the little tips and tricks that we can share with one another to make it a little more palatable. Vegas is expensive. It's an investment in your business. It is. Right. And every year, you know, you want to be sure that you can afford what you're doing, but there's ways that you can make it hurt a little less. <laughs> That's true. Painful. Like the little foldable, um, not a coffee maker, but uh, oh, uh, the tea kettles. Yeah, yeah. Those it's the collapsible tea kettles that you can have in your room. Uh, we did that, and we got protein oatmeal, and we had ramen. We had you know little staples that make it so that you don't have to have every meal in a restaurant or, and you don't have to starve. You can also get those if you have gluten intolerances or food allergies, you know, you can yeah, make right. sure that you've got that. And all the rooms have a refrigerator. They don't have a microwave and they don't have a coffee maker. So yeah. I go to target and I get two bottles of cold brew and that's how I can yeah. function first function. thing in the morning. So, there's not just yeah. the coffee, right? The, I saved $150 in coffee alone because I drank a lot of coffee, but I saved yeah. the 40 minutes it took to mm-hmm. have to put clothes on, leave my room, go downstairs, get a coffee. Then when I finish it, then go back down and get another coffee. Cause you know, yeah. buying three of them at a time, they get cold. Uh, that, that kettle was a, was a lifesaver. And then because it was NaNoWriMo, I got more time for writing in those early morning hours before the conference started. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to have some built-in NaNoWriMo stuff in the morning too. And right. I'd like to have I'd like to have uh, chair yoga in the morning so that people can get a good stretch in the morning, come down and get some coffee and stretch a little bit, have a couple of places where you can sit and sprint. And um, Nora Phoenix is an amazing uh, timer of sprints. She scared me in Edinburgh. I walked into the romance room and Nora was timing it and we were doing 20 minute sprints and Mary Mayweather was trying to talk to me and Nora was like, don't talk. And so I was very scared. And that's how I ended up in the nonfiction room because I was like so scared of Nora, although she's so fun and amazing. That's how I ended up in the nonfiction room and I met Alice. So indirectly, Nora is responsible for starting the magazine because she scared me out of the timing of the romance room. <laughs> Go Nora. You know, those little those little fun anecdotes. You never know where things are going to end up. You, you really don't. Um, no. Here's no. a question from Terry. 
Will there be coffee and refreshments um, in the sessions, during the sessions, like there has been in the past? Yeah, my blog is called Suitably Caffeinated, so you can be sure that there will be coffee <laughs> and refreshments. I will I will walk. We will ride a dawn if there are not coffee and refreshments, but yes, I'm sure we will have coffee. And the cookies as big as your face. They uh, really are. They are. They are. Uh, one one thing that we have been told uh, is that we need to have more cookies out. So I think we will take that to heart and make sure everybody can get a cookie. All right. Just going to bring this one. This one's kind of funny. Whoop, where'd it go? Where'd it, where'd it go? Here it is. <laughs> Rachel says, really? Most hotels, oh. at least in California, have a coffee maker with two packets of ground coffee. Not yes, when they want to gamble. Really? It, it's <laughs> yeah it's true uh vegas vegas is vegasing they it's want you out thing. on the floor they want they do not want you in the room rachel i'm so sorry that's just a vegas thing um yeah most hotels anywhere but vegas want you you know want you to be satisfied but vegas wants you to be vegasing get out there gamble spend money on their stuff yeah even new york where they put you in like a little closet they at least have a coffee maker in there too yeah they do they do. Yeah, Vegas the is its seems own. so much bigger in a New York hotel room, though, when you think about it. Yeah, it's gi ginormous mugs. They are. Um, they are big rooms a, in Vegas, at least. I will tell you, there's a there's you know, like you said, bring bring a French press, bring mm -hmm. your own kettle. There's a lot of folks that have some great tips, and we have some FAQs that we're going to be putting out later this week on collaborative ways that people have told us that they save money. Uh, I, you know, that's great. I had, I got my Caesars reward card and I go down and use it at the Lavaza in the hotel there. There's a Lavaza and you can pay for it with your points, with your Caesars points. So when you stay at a hotel, they give you points and you can redeem the points for coffee. So Lavaza for folks who haven't been there, that's like the, the coffee shop. Uh, that's right. And then in the, in the lobby. So everyone's kind of like brain dead getting down there first thing in the morning Yep, eyes drooping, red eyed from the night before, um, and there's there's always a long line. And on day one, I kind of looked over to the left, or I guess it was to the right, and saw I can't remember the name, but there was another coffee shop like kind of nestled in one of the far. Nosh. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. We go over there. Yeah. There's nobody there. And there's nobody the there. Kind of stuff. You can also toddle through uh, to the Paris on the other side, and there's a couple of great restaurants and, and little. Um, cafes over there in the Paris side, which it's probably a five, 10 minute walk. It's not far. You're going to yeah, get your when steps. You're half, but when you're half asleep and grumpy, like, well, speaking for myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, question here from Beth. Will recordings of the events be able or be available uh, later on YouTube, like with the 20 books event? Like with So it'll be, videos? yeah, it'll be a little bit different. They're not going to be yeah. open on YouTube. We're not going to have the live streaming like we did before for a lot of reasons, uh, but we will record every session and then we'll create a post-production and then we'll have them on a separate space, um, which will actually be able to have discussion forums and more interactivity with the speakers post-event. So it won't hmm. be on YouTube like they were before, but there'll be, okay. an, ele be an elevated experience and that will be a separate uh, uh ticket. It'll be the remote option, basically. And they'll be done in post-production and have some added benefits to it. So again, we the, the most um, time and labor consuming 
part of the live stream was support and mm, people weren't able yeah. to ask questions and the live streams glitched out and, you know, they weren't able to capture it. There was just too much to be able to reliably do that. So we want to have a reliable, uh, really, you know, elevated post-production. So they'll be available, but not on YouTube. Okay. And I want to make sure I understand it correctly, Shell. Is there going to be like a, um, a live event? Let me see. Let me make sure I articulate this correctly. Are there going to yeah. be separate tickets for people who want to attend live, uh, then possibly another uh, ticket for people who wanted to just be able to view the the pre-recorded sessions later on? Yeah, there'll be there'll be uh, there'll be a live come to the show ticket and come okay. experience it, experience the networking, experience the in-person sessions, experience everything that's there, and there will be a an after party, if you will, uh, with all of the recorded sessions after they've been edited, and they will be in a separate space, and you can buy a ticket for that separately. Okay, and then I'm sorry again. I just want to make sure that um, yeah. so people who have the, who attend the live event can they view also view the re recorded stuff later yes. on? Okay. Yes. Yeah, it will include that. Awesome. So they don't have a to live... worry about missing a session or that there are con right. two concurrent sessions they want to attend. Perfect. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Gosh, and again, this has gone for... by really quickly. It's gone by very quickly. <laughs> but again, for those folks that are concerned about missing a session, you're not going to miss a session. It'll be recorded, right? So if you need to go up to your room and take a break, go up to your room and rest. Don't yeah. feel like you have to continue to like input stuff. Give yourself a break and Take a minute. It'll be there. You're not going to miss anything. We'll make sure that you're not going to miss anything. This is exciting. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's, uh, I mean, it was a long week, <laughs> but it was I would such like a good I week. would like a few more naps, and then I will look forward to it. Again. <laughs> right. Goodness. Maybe um, two more naps. There you go. We're coming to the end of our session here with Shell. So I just want to thank everybody for liking, sharing, commenting, and subscribing to our little channel here. It's really helpful for us when you do subscribe. Um, and be sure, please, to bookmark d2dlive.com because we do this every week, or we try to do it every week, every Thursday. Same channel, same time. Bookmark d2dlive so you can see what topics are coming up um, in the next weeks. And then finally, if you're not yet a d2d account holder, why not sign up for a free DDD account simply by going to draft2digital.com. If you would be so kind, Shell, hang out for a second. We are going to sign off here. But before we do, we're going to play our quick little DDD print commercial. I want to thank all of our viewers for joining us once again. And of course, our guests, Mark Leslie Lefebvre and Shell Honaker for joining today. Thanks, Thanks so, much. so much, you guys. Thanks for being here. Really appreciate it. And we'll catch all of you. Actually, we won't catch you next week because next week is Thanksgiving here and elsewhere. But we'll well, catch for some you. of you people in America. I was going to say, yeah. not not for Mark. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I'll be here by myself, month. maybe. That's it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mark will be here by himself. <laughs> we'll see you all on November 30th. Bye, everybody, and thanks again for joining. Ebooks are great, but there's... Ebooks are great, but there's just something about having your words in print. Something you can hold in your hands, put on a shelf, sign for a reader. That's why we created D2D Print, a print-on-demand service that was built for you. We have free, beautiful templates to give your book a pro look, and we can even convert your ebook cover into a full wraparound cover for print. So many options for you and your books. And you can get started right now at draft2digital.com.
That's it for this week's Self-Publishing Insiders with Draft to Digital. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts and share the show with your will-be author friends. And start, build, and grow your own self-publishing career right now at draft2digital.com.